Welcome to Two's a Party, Three's a Pod. My name is Gabe. And I'm Selena. And I'm Tyler. And on this podcast, we hope to share our hindsights on life through our unique perspectives and unparalleled backgrounds. Hey everyone, and welcome back to our second episode. Today, we'll be breaking our episode up into three parts, straight to the facts, perspectives, and beyond the surface. Our topic for today will be food. We all love food, so let's get straight to the facts. And first, I'll be going. My facts will be about being pescatarian. In a study done by National Today, only roughly 5% of the United States population classifies themselves as pescatarian. A study done by IPSOS.com in 2018, Peru and Turkey had the highest percentage of their population 8% classifying themselves as pescatarian. And only 3% of the entire world's population classifies themselves as pescatarian. Lastly in the world, the fish that's eaten the most is tuna. But the healthiest fish that you can eat, which is going to sound terrible, is sardines. And this is the reason because their mercury levels are the lowest because they only eat plankton. Now, guys... Did we know anything about that? Because I certainly didn't. I'm not gonna lie. I thought the percentage for pescatarians were gonna be way was gonna be way higher than I think you said five percent, right? Five percent for the United States, three percent for the entire world. Yeah, that kind of blew my mind. I just I feel like that's a easier transition, and I feel like a lot of people like seafood, so I feel like it's a nice way to kind of not eat too much, too many meat products. But yeah, that threw me off. I'm not going to lie. But I like sardines. You said disgusting. I I, I don't like sardines. They stink. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing also that was very surprising is the most eaten fish is tuna. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like tuna. Mine is salmon. So I, I thought it would be salmon because mostly people I know like love salmon. So, But tuna was very surprising because I don't like to eat it. I'll eat it, but it wouldn't be my first choice. I, I better emphasize light. Like I, I used to like sardines. I guess like technically, you know, I'm plant-based, so I can't say that I, you know, eat sardines. You're slipping up over but, there. Uh, You're hey, telling us I, the truth. Hey, I mean, I can't deny that my transition, you know, I used to eat meat. Like, I can't deny that. So I liked sardines in the past. So I was kind of shocked. But that was kind of pretty cool, I think. Yeah, I'm not a big fish eater. Ironically, I got tuna in the fridge right now. But <laughs> So all those facts were very interesting to me. And we can get into a whole episode about how you pronounce salmon. Okay. Salmon. Like, there's an ale for a reason. Episode. There's an ale for a reason. See, then he said it multiple times, too. So I'm I, like, I said it multiple times, actually, on purpose, just so people could hear the way I say it, because it's the correct way, and oh I'm not going to back down on that. Me and Tyler are disagreeing. Salmon all the way. Salmon, I mean, it's I'm in salmon. shock, I'm in there's shock an, right now. There's an ale, and no one better comment about Home Depot. Okay, there is a T, but no, no, it, it just sounds weird saying Home Depot. But <laughs> how, how, it's salmon. How do you pronounce, do you say Oregon? Yeah, it's Oregon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's How right. crazy does Oregon sound? I mean, it doesn't sound bad, but yeah. it's Oregon. Like, an Oregon native said, no one says Oregon. So I was just like, I took their word for it. So nope, just yeah. say Oregon. Leave it at that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I actually like that. That was actually pretty Are you cool. saying Oregon or Oregon. Oregon? Oregon. There you go. Oregon. There you go. That's perfect. I feel like I just said it the same way 
Oh, well, uh, we'll find out oh, later. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Jeez, oh, peace. <laughs> so I have a little bit of facts about being plant-based or vegan, whichever. We're just going to use those two words interchangeable for mine. Uh, so until the late 1800s, a plant-based diet was actually widely known as the Pythagorean diet. I didn't know that. That was kind of cool for me. And that was according to the National Library of Medicine. Some kind of more current facts um, is that 10% of U.S. adults are actually vegan or they identify as vegan or vegetarian. And only 1% of the entire world's population is vegan. That was pretty uh, surprising in the sense of like, I didn't think it was going to be that low for 1%. And then lastly, um, the plant-based market actually grew during the pandemic. And when I took time to really reflect on that, I was kind of thinking like, associating obviously improved people wanting to improve their health during the pandemic and so obviously I think reducing inflammatory products which are typically meat and dairy which really played a role in them trying to increase their immune system what are your guys' thoughts on those stats honestly I feel like those numbers are high really but yeah because I feel like being vegan and plant-based is so hard and it's so impressive that you do it. I mean, you're going to live to your 100. <laughs> Cross my fingers. Oh my. Uh, yeah. I would say the 1% is very surprising um, for the entire world. Um, 10% for the United States, I wouldn't be surprised. I figured there would be more vegans than there are pescatarians in the United States. But um, 1% for the entire world, I was surprised. But it kind of makes sense because some religions, they are, like, required to eat meat. So Yeah. It, yeah, to, to clarify, I was saying the American number was a little high. Oh, okay. oh really? Really? Yeah. 10%? That's a it actually, ton of people. It actually is higher than, than pest. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't think about that. Pescatarian is lower. He said 5% of the... We got to check on some of these vegans. They might Whoa. be cheating and lying. I mean... Oh, man. That's well, a high number. I mean, I, mean, I was going to say, that's crazy. I do have one more to add because I think this is important to race. So I didn't, I skipped over this one by accident. But one in 12 are black Americans are vegan or vegetarian. So that's really important. And actually, black, Ameri- black Americans are actually growing fast in the vegan population. So I think that's really cool. Shout, shout, out, shout out Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. He's a vegan? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm still playing. That's really cool. His muscles aren't inflamed anymore. <laughs> we'll have to check and see if LeBron's a vegan too. He knows what's good. What? And, oh. and Jay and Beyonce, they did like they're vegan. I think they are vegan. Like, or they're either flexitarian, but they had this big thing about promoting plant-based eating, which was cool. Like the beehive, you know, they're diehards, so they're going to follow everything she does. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I am neither pescatarian or vegan, or vegetarian, or anything special. I have the typical American diet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off some random food facts that I think all of our listeners might find interesting. Cotton candy was created by a dentist. When rhubarb grows, you can hear it. As the bud cracks open, it makes a sound. A burger can contain meat from up to 100 different cows. There's no cream in Twinkies. The white fluff is actually vegetable shortening. Jam and jelly are different. Jam is chunky because it contains pieces of fruit, whereas jelly is smoother because it's made with fruit juice. Honey is technically bee vomit. The black line in shrimp is its guts. So what do you guys think about that? 
some pretty interesting facts or I'm I'm not gonna lie, two two surprised me, the jam and the jelly. I thought they were the exact same thing. And also hearing that honey is bee vomit almost made me want to vomit. I wasn't too happy about hearing that. <laughs> so I had a few comments on those. I thought like bee like the bee vomit or the honey thing, I thought it was actually their poop. So that was kind of interesting to hear that it was the vomit. That threw me off a little bit. But I guess either way they're both gross. And then the other thing was that a hundred cows for one burger patty, that's insane. Like I can't imagine that many like different cows in one burger. How do you how how does it even happen? That's crazy. So those are my thoughts. But yeah. That's a thick patty. <laughs> that's a thick patty. A hundred cows? <laughs> Oh Do you gosh. know how much meat that is? That's just, yeah. I mean, hey. Like, I know it's not all the meat from the cow, but a hundred cows. The meat eaters love it. Tyler, what is wrong with you? Makes it taste better. <laughs> Get a little bit of everything. You need, like, the whole experience of the cow. Mm-hmm. Some good yeah. protein. That's what you're getting. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, every cow's different. You know, why eat, why eat one cow when you can eat the whole family? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're a murderer. <laughs> I know. I mean, what the heck, Tyler? Who says that? I don't, I don't know. Well, here we are. I'm about to get canceled. So it's only the second episode, Tyler, and yeah. you're already done. Yeah, you're already done. It's ridiculous. I don't think the cows appreciate it either. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be a the cow lovers cows. are coming after you. I'm for sure. The like, lovers and the cows are going to be standing out of, outside of your apartment <laughs> tomorrow morning with pitchforks, <laughs> yes, waiting yeah. on you. Okay, hey, I have one. Okay, what do you what do you call a cow with no legs? Wait. Let me guess. Ground beef. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, this okay, this before. is Tyler knows. I've I've said this I've said this joke before. So yeah. I knew I heard it somewhere. Yeah, it was on the tip of my tongue. I just couldn't <laughs> figure it out. Hey guys, so we just talked about some facts, and now we're gonna jump into our part two perspectives, where I'm gonna ask a series series of questions to each of the guys here, and we're going to talk about that and kind of get perspectives on these questions. The very first question is, favorite condiments? What do you guys think? I think I would have to say mine would either be honey mustard or barbecue sauce. I I can honestly put barbecue sauce on anything. Okay. I've put it in mac and cheese before. It's delicious. Hmm. I mean, top of my head is mayo mustard relish. <laughs> what? <laughs> Those are my condiments. You, but love, then I, you love mayo, though. I love mayo. <laughs> I love... I Actually, I don't know. This is... A, I like mayo and relish for my hot dogs, but pretty much everything else I'd say is either going to be ranch or maybe blue cheese. I'm, I'm sorry, Tyler. Mayo on your hot dog? Oh, yeah. did I say I, mayo on my hot yes, dog? Yes, yeah. I was about oh, to no. say what? What is that? I take my hot dog as mustard, relish, onions. Oh. Usually okay. relish okay, has that onions. makes sense. That I, makes recovery, sense. recovery. Yeah, yeah, not a ketchup guy. Mayo would be for more like sandwiches, pretty much. Jimmy John's, turkeys, anything. Wait, sandwich. do you not like ketchup at all? Like some people here? I only okay, no. eat... Targeting. Yeah, I only eat ketchup with McDonald's. Ketchup is disgusting. Gabe secretly loves ketchup. No. He has a the, jar of it under his bed. Okay, right? I don't I don't know who bed she's looking under, but it isn't mine. 
because I hate ketchup. But I will honestly eat tomatoes raw. Like, just cut up a tomato and eat it. But ketchup, I cannot do that. It's too, it's too nasty. Send Gabe ketchup. Don't. If you send me ketchup, it'll be returned to sender. And I'm going to put a sad face on the box just because why would you do this to me? I think ketchup mm. is good, especially the jalapeno ketchup. That's super good. Add a little spice. I like ketchup with, like, my tater tots. It's really good. My sister loves ketchup. I'm just douses everything in Wait, okay, do you guys put ketchup all over the fries? Or I guess, Gabe, I know I this saying, one. I don't put ketchup you on You, like, forget about it. All over the fries or on the side? Which, uh, I'm on the side. On the side, too. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, a mess if you put it all over the fries. Yeah, like, and they get soggy. What? Depends. Yeah. I mean... I just like to be able to dip. Like, that's just my thing. I'd rather dip my fries. I would say the condiment that I do use, yes, on the side. On the side. See, that's a way to, yeah, there you go. Your barbecue. It's too sticky and all of that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I see. All right. Oh, for me, hot sauce all the way. Like, I carry a bottle of hot sauce with me everywhere I go. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, and I like hot, hot. Like I I was about to say, guys. I need you to know it's not hot sauce, it's death sauce, okay? <laughs> I like ghost pepper. Melinda's ghost pepper. Hey, shout out shout out to that brand. That brand is my go-to, so I take that everywhere I go. It's the perfect amount of spice and flavor, so... It's a murder to your insides, so yeah, that's what it's Yeah, I don't know about that. It It's like... It, it, it puts the fire behind you, like, meaning, like, you just can do anything, right? <laughs> I, I like something. hot sauce, but normal <laughs> hot sauce. <laughs> well, I gotta get, we'll have to, I'll have to have them both like have try my like hottest hot sauce because I love to try hot sauces and like they're my favorite. So I do have a limit though with hot sauce for sure. My hot sauce is Frank's. That's about as hot as I can yeah. go. Frank's is just yeah. salty. I'm sorry. It's salty. Yeah, that's why it's good. D- I remember. I, I just tried, use salt. <laughs> just use salt. <laughs> I tried some green sauce at uh, at a Mexican restaurant one time. I thought green was good, but uh, no. I I was asking for water, ice for like two hours straight. It was terrible. The worst, worst thing ever. Never yeah. again. Don't, if you don't like hot, don't touch the green stuff that's at the Mexican restaurant because you'll die. Oh, yeah. No, people always ask to use my hot sauce. Like I'll have, because I'll have hot sauce with me. I'll pull it out. And they're like, oh, let me get some of that. And I'm like, okay, it's not just like any type of hot sauce. It's It's actually hot. They're like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. They'll put it on their food. They're like, oh, my God, how do you just eat this? What the heck? So that happens all the time with me. But, yeah, it's just how I see it. I just give the forewarning. It's hot. But if you don't make, believe me, you make your me. friends sign a waiver. Yeah. If you want to use my hot sauce, you got to sign disclosure. this waiver. An NDA. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go into the next question, which is favorite restaurant. Um, my favorite restaurant? I like a lot. I would probably say there's a restaurant that I... Mm, here, home, I'll say Culver's. Mm. I love Culver's because they have a lot of options for me. So nice. And I used to work there. But yeah. We're considering Culver's a restaurant? Yeah. I was Culver's just changed, that, fast that just changed my answer. I mean, Culver's okay. is kind of a hybrid. Go, you got to go up a little, up, like a little higher. I would like say up, Culver's is like a high class uh, is, fast food restaurant because you can go in and sit down and it's actually not fast. Like they, they don't start cooking until you start How about putting this? your order Do in. they give you real utensils? Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Is it on a plate and things like that? Or is it just literally like, in plastic like, can baskets? Can you throw away the utensils? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, my favorite restaurant uh, that doesn't, that serves with metal or glass utensils, um, I would probably have to say, um, this is, I don't really go to restaurants. I would probably say either Texas Roadhouse or Logan's. Nice. 
I think those are just solid choices. People like those. Very solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. as solid as my choice, which is <laughs> okay, Tyler. Outback. It's funny that you said long like Texas, because yeah, Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. Got to you got to respect the steakhouse game, you know. Yeah. So that's true. Oh man, I'm actually kind of torn like for restaurants because it's kind of hard for me to pick. I feel like I like I don't know if it's even still a restaurant. I think it is like the Cancun Mexican restaurant. I like. Um, I can't eat what I usually like to get there. And so there's not actually very many like plant-based vegan restaurants mm-hmm. in scene. I would say, um, I would say the Detroit area. So yeah, that's, that's what I would pick. Okay. I, I just had one pop in my head. I would have to say Acapulco, um, is a really good place. It's a Mexican restaurant and they, their food is delicious and the people that work there are, are amazing. So either Logan's or Acapulco. Yeah. And the restaurant is called Detroit Filling Station. Oh, it's an all-vegan restaurant. It's so good. I like the cauliflower bites there. Mm. Really good. All right, we'll get into our next question, which is unforgettable meals. Just that meal that you can't get off your mind, you think about constantly. All right, this is simple <laughs> for me. And it's going to be Arts Tavern, Chicken Tenders, and Fries, and Ranch. <laughs> I mean, unforgettable. Unforgettable. <laughs> it's how it is. It's how it goes. It's some call it a gift. Some call it a curse. I mean, they got a hold on me. <laughs> this I I eat a lot of food. Uh, unforgettable meals. I don't know. It's it's. Um, I would probably say. Oh, this place, Shrimp and Grits, mm. are. I don't know what they do. But it's amazing. Shrimp and grits. I have have to go with that. Shrimp and grits. Nice. There's this restaurant in Arizona that I tried. It was called 24 Carat. Um, and it was cool because it was 24. But instead of like the word carrot, like gold, it was like carrot as the food carrot. And so it was an all vegan plant-based restaurant. And I'm trying to think of, I want to say I got a sandwich there and some desserts. We ordered so much because they had, it was just so much food. And I, we just couldn't pick. I think it was me, and I think it, my sisters were with, were with me. But that place was so good. And I have family in Arizona. So when I came back home, I was just like, I wish this restaurant was here. So that would, that would probably be my favorite uh, meal or unforgettable meal. And then we'll go into favorite family recipe. Um, I can go with mine first. Um, my brother, he makes a, an amazing catfish. Um, I don't know what he does to that either, but when I tell you, he's from down South, um, he's from Alabama and he, he tears down whenever he cooks, but the catfish, oh my gosh, I haven't found any catfish as good as his. So, Mm, yeah. Yeah. My favorite family recipe is gotta be my mom's homemade pizza. Nice. Love my mom. Sounds good. Okay, yeah. describe it. Yeah, I was yeah. About to say describe it to us. Like, what kind of cheese does she use? Like, what does she use on her pizza? I don't like, know. She doesn't let me in the kitchen when oh, she makes it. Oh, it's a so, secret recipe. I mean, to say nobody around is only nobody yeah. around. You just get to eat That's it. That's why it's and so good. Stare at it. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mine is hands down my dad's twice baked potatoes. My dad's mm. from down south to Alabama, and his his twice baked potatoes are so good that I literally requested them for a birthday gift. Like, I just want you to make me a batch of twice-baked 
twice baked potatoes. That's it. Like, that's all I want. He actually made it, and I ate every single one of them. So good. Okay, explain to me what a twice-baked potato is. Yeah, so you take the original potato, like a full... You get, like, the biggest potatoes and cut them in half. You scrape out the insides all into a pan, and obviously you cook that, like, regular potatoes, like, mash them up, add in all your ingredients... Um, and then also there's like bacon that like, this is obviously something I haven't had in a while, but you add the bacon, uh, he cooks bacon, crumbles it all up, adds it into the mashed potatoes, cooks it to like a nice creamy consistency because puts it back into the potato shells, packs it in. Right. And then adds like cheese, whatever else on top that you like, puts it in the oven and bakes it. And then it comes out, uh, with like a crispy kind of coating over top of the cheese. It's so good. Like, so the twice bake is like basically you're cooking the potatoes separately by themselves and then you're putting them in the shell and then baking them. And that's what makes it the twice bake. So, okay, I'm salivating right now. It's I'm so freaking good. Out. I'm, I'm freaking out. Watery. It's so, so if good. he can keep the bacon out and just make <laughs> everything else, I know. Um, that sounds amazing. That's how I would have to have it. So, yeah, it's really good. I'm oh, telling geez. you unforgettable <laughs> so we're gonna go into the next one which is the craziest thing you ever ate okay i'll go first um they're disgusting they're nasty and they smell <laughs> um my stepdad is from georgia and for thanksgiving he will always cook chitlins and um my stepsisters would like try it try it. it's not that bad it's good <laughs> Don't, 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 if you've never had chitlins, don't let anyone force you to eat them. They're disgusting and they taste like trash. Um, chitlins is the craziest and the worst thing I've ever eaten. What, what is it? Chitlins, is it, I, I honestly like, don't know what they are, but yeah, I think they're, they're the pig's intestines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you cook them, it makes the entire house smell like poop. <laughs> And like they smell, they you gotta they clean stink. out the old poop. They stink, and you have to cook them for like three days. Um, it's the worst thing ever, and everything's is it given. like fried or? I think it's boiled or something. You boil it and then you I, eat it after you boil. I, I, they, I don't eat them. Did he put any sauce on it? I don't. I don't know. Oh. I, What's the I th- just ate the one by itself. Like after he got it done cooking, chopped it up. I just ate one. Oh, but yeah. Um, he would cook it every Thanksgiving, um, and they only liked his, so he was the only one that could make it. I'm like, bro, you can't make it anywhere else. It was always in the house, and it was terrible. They ent- literally, we had three floors in my old house. Every floor, you couldn't go anywhere and not smell the chitlins. When you go like to chew it and eat it, like the texture and the consistency of it, what is it like chewy? I've only done it once, and I was probably like seven or eight, so it was some years ago, so I honestly don't remember. But I'd, I think it's like a chewy sense, yeah. um, and you have to chew through it. Okay. I don't think it's like... It, it, it looks like shredded or thin chicken pieces, oh, okay. but mm. yeah, yeah, chitlins, terrible. Don't yeah. do it. <laughs> um. The craziest thing I've ever ate has got to be fried alligator. Oh, wow. It was a long time ago. What's and it was at a restaurant. It kind of reminded mm-hmm. me of like fried calamari. Oh, you guys have mm-hmm. ever had that? But yeah. it's just way more chewy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't really a terrible experience, but that's got to be the craziest would thing. Would you eat it again? I probably would, yeah. yeah. 
So yeah. what would you describe the taste of it? Like I was just about to ask. Like, well, I guess, so it was like calamari, which I say calamari's kind of like tastes like chicken. Yeah, okay. You know? I haven't had actually had a calamari. Yeah, calamari so. kind of tastes like chicken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of people say like alligator, snake, and stuff like that just tastes like chicken. Yeah, I've never it's had snake. Special. I wonder... I wonder if that'd be good. And everything tastes good, or it's better fried, so yeah. that's awesome. So, like, yeah, if I had alligator not fried and <laughs> grilled, I'm sure it'd be a different story. Oh, man. What does the meat, like, of it look like? White. White? Just white? Okay, really I always white. wondered, like, if yeah. the meat, like, is different. Because, you know... That's like, what I remember. That was over a decade ago, but yeah. I remember it being white. White, okay. Because, yeah. like, I think, like, liver and things like that, those are, like, darker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're darker. So I always wonder if it's different for different meats. I've never had alligator. That's crazy. Me either, yeah. Um, my family, especially like my, my dad's side, like it pig is like huge. So like a lot of parts of the pig. Um, and then I would say like pig ears. I don't know if that's that mm. like wild or different, but pig ears have a very chewy, uh, I would say texture. So you're chewing it for a while. And then I would also say pig feet. Oof. Um, those actually to me, pig feet were good. We used to get them in like a big old jar from down south. And then also the other thing is chicken feet. I think that one's a little bit out. I don't know. A lot of I feel like people don't usually eat chicken feet. So like with chicken feet, it's literally the the chicken's foot cut off and the nails are still on it, mm-hmm. and you're eating the skin around the foot. And it, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty good. You're not disgusting me. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> it sounds yeah. kind of like something it's, I would try. I'm I'm trying to hold it down right I, now. That, it's crazy. Have you ever had frog? No. no, I never had frog. Like fried frog, frog legs are so good. Yeah, I hear that. I've heard about um, it. Wait, does that ever, count for you fr- since they're kind of like a aquatic animal? Or is it no? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Pescatarians eat frogs. I don't think, yeah. I don't think they're, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. Like, you would, the frog legs from <laughs> Eastside Fish Fry, Yeah. so good. It's like sweet. It's like chicken, oh. but sweet. And yeah. It's, I I've had great experiences. Yeah, never. I've heard, but never had. Are they a fish legs. though? That's the question. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like yeah. I just wondered, but I don't think they're considered a fish. So but, I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't okay. think. Like I could probably eat dolphin and like whale mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I don't think I can eat frog because yeah. they're amphibious. I don't know. Amphibious mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, by yeah. the way, shout out Chris Rudd, who showed me frog legs. They're so good. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> okay. Going on to our next question, uh, which is, do you eat pizza with your hands or utensils? Okay, wait, sorry. We're going to go back. I just Googled, are frogs considered seafood? They said they are considered seafood if you think catfish is seafood. So I Oh. And I just said I love catfish. So I guess frogs wow. are seafood. That's fascinating. Cool. Wow. I just, yeah, we'll that, split a frog like soon. That's crazy. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You, gotta, you should try it. I mean, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Now we can go. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so basically, uh, do you eat pizza with your hands or utensils? Uh, hands. Hands. Hundred percent hands. Yeah, I say hands. You say hands. I eat. See, the funny thing is, and I know you guys have given me grief before, but I, I eat my mom's pizza with utensils. It's most God. of the time, it's usually like, and I don't. You guys were like, why? And yeah. I was like, uh, sometimes it's greasier. It's like a bigger, greasier piece, where it's. It's just easier to eat with utensils, but like at a restaurant, I don't know if I would ever eat it with utensils. Tyler, you gotta get down and dirty with that pizza. Yeah, I usually do, ninety nine percent of the time. You, you can't gotta use grip ten- it. Yeah, you can't use utensils. No, <laughs> not allowed. I've seen people eat with utensils. It's just weird. Like I they're recently, topping it up. Like and a thin pizza, you would yeah. should never eat with 
you t- there's no reason. All it's yeah. or like if there's a ton of <laughs> toppings <laughs> and they're falling all over the side uh, of your face. You handle that. You do that. Like that's just you how just it goes. Just tear down. Mm-hmm. You just go, go in. Yeah. yeah dive right. in. Back to the archaic days. Our ancestors you just eat with your hands with pizza. They had no forks, no plates, nothing. Just Fine. right on the rock. Mm-hmm. And like by my response, obviously, I'm gonna eat pizza with my hands. Like that's yeah. Yeah. So that's a good dead giveaway for me. Yeah. <laughs> So now we're going to go into um, our favorite food cities. Um, I have cities. If we're doing plural, I would say uh, Los Angeles. No, no. Actually, it was San Diego. San Diego, they have, well, it's in Los Angeles as well, but there's this place called Plant Powerhouse, and it's vegan. And I went there when I saw my brother. When I tell you that food, like they had burgers, fries, shakes, all that. It was so delicious. I think I went there like three times before. I would have to say Chicago. And I would also have to say Atlanta as well. So San Diego slash Los Angeles, Chicago, and Atlanta. Yeah, nice. I think those are great cities. Um, my favorite food city is Buffalo. Oh, wow. Buffalo, what? New York. No question. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Buffalo, New York. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I love it. When I was I've there. I've never been. Me neither. Yeah. I went there a few years back for work, doing some work for Tesla uh, okay. up in Buffalo. Fancy. Ooh, that's cool. Um, and I ate uh, buffalo wings every single meal, <laughs> every chance I could. It buffalo. actually converted me to from ranch to blue cheese. Mm. And honestly, I just loved every meal there because I love wings and so buffalo you like, wings. Wait, so. you like the mold and blue cheese? Love it. Wait, aren't Drink you it. allergic? What is blue cheese? Like blue cheese has like, we are able to eat it because... It's like know? aged a little bit, but it's like mm-hmm. still within the consistency. What are you allergic to again? Penicillin. Hmm, I gotta look that up. Okay, I just thought... Some- and amoxicillin. Hmm. Anything in the penicillin family. <laughs> oh, wow. But I don't think blue cheese has any sort of penicillin in it. I mean, that'd be crazy. That'd be, blue cheese would be expensive. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought, no, it's something about the aging process. I, I, I Yeah, I know it's moldy and yeah. it's, it's more, but it's a little it's, tangy. It's Because um, I had looked it up one time and there's something, because I always wondered, like, why, why, why is it we can eat blue cheese, right, when it has mold in it? Obviously, other molds are dangerous, but... I, there's something about the, that type of mold where we can't eat, and I couldn't remember what it was. I'll have to follow up on that. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. It interesting. says um, mm-hmm. blue cheese has pasteurized cow, sheep, and goat milk, and ripened with cultures of the mold penicillium. Oh, now you see where I was getting at. Penicillium? Yeah. Is that the same thing as penicillin? I don't know. I don't know. I'm yeah. no doctor. See, see, Tyler. Tyler. Could I be allergic to blue cheese? I just, I, yeah, that's why I heard. I that's why I was like, wait, what? Penicillin makes me break out in hives. You didn't break out. Then it, I never break out in hives. It's probably a different version. That's why I, I had to question. I'm like, wait. I like, because I had looked it up because I was always wondering, like, why is that? I'm huh. not a blue cheese fan, but I knew that there was some kind of theory behind why we could eat it versus other molds are dangerous. Dangerous, But yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. My favorite food cities. Uh, Chicago, hands down for sure. Uh, I love Chicago. I love going to Chicago anytime I can. Literally, I mean, it's hard for California. I I mean, L.A., San Diego, uh, there's so many different food restaurants uh, there and so much culture, which makes all their restaurants so good. It's like international foods, I think. Uh, Another one I would say is Arizona, just because I've been there so so many times. Let me see. Atlanta is another good one. Uh, Atlanta is really good. There is a vegan... 
uh, food truck that I really enjoy there. It's actually called Slutty Vegan. It's really good. Um, so I think those would be my choices for favorite food cities. And then next, we're going to go to this question. Breakfast for dinner or vice versa? Definitely breakfast for dinner. I'll eat cereal, pancakes. I love eggs any time of the day. Breakfast for dinner. Nice. I like that. Breakfast for dinner. No yeah. question. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of anybody having <laughs> dinner for breakfast. I mean, that <laughs> should mean. be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? It'd be, it'd be too heavy. Yeah. Like, I, wake I up. Can I just have a, a nice little ribeye and baked potato? <laughs> so much. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> let me let this weigh me down throughout the whole day and then I'll have yeah. breakfast. Yeah. For dinner. <laughs> like, flip it around. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy I think it's such a staple breakfast for dinner. I feel like it's kind of a cool twist on a meal. Like, it just kind of brings it, brings more character to it. So I enjoy it. And I feel like it's something I've done a quite a bit with my family uh, growing up. So it's kind of like, I'm used to it. It doesn't really surprise me. Is it something that, like, like when people say that, does it, is it kind of like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that? Did that, because I have, I've gotten some reactions like that where I'm like, yeah, I love breakfast for dinner. And people are like, oh, never. You should not be eating that after a certain time. Have you guys ever gotten that yeah, reaction? I, I don't think so. And no. if I ever did, those people are worse than <laughs> dinner for breakfast people. I would say yeah. family-wise, no, but I think I've experienced like some friends like, you're eating cereal at 10 o'clock? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a different story. <laughs> cereal, any time of the day, whenever. That's breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. That's what cereal is. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, that's essentially breakfast. So I was like, it yeah. is true. Well, okay, we're going to throw a small question. Favorite cereal? Oh, man. Tyler has to answer that before me. Um, I'm going to say, I mean, there's two. I mean, Frosted Flakes, Captain Crunch. It's 1A, 1B. <laughs> they go back and forth between 1A and 1B for me. So, <laughs> Oh, man. Honorable okay. mention, Pops, cereal. No. That's my honorable <laughs> mention. Uh, Reese's Pops? Um, and what is it? Uh, Cinnamon Crunch. There we go. I'll okay, go with that. I think you read my mind. I, I was going to say Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Reese Puffs, definitely top yeah. two. Yeah, I like peanut butter and cinnamon, so it's yeah. like you can't go wrong with those. Like, they're really sweet. You both got the same top two cereal, I hey, see. Yeah. He, hey, yeah. She stole good. it from me. It's okay. Yeah. Hey, I had, you just I stole time. it from her. I know. I said it mine first. Yup. See, I gave I him my it ideas. I thought it first. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go into our next question, which is, would you rather dine in or take out? I like takeout. I don't really like sitting in, and I'd rather go home and have fun and hang out, so takeout. I got to go with my gut, probably say takeout. Mm-hmm. Takeout, yeah. It just yeah. depends on the situation. Sometimes I do want to go sit down and eat at a nice restaurant and get wined and dined, but <laughs> most of the time it's uh, I like takeout. Grab your stuff, get home, move on with your day. Can't beat that. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Man, that's a quick, that's a that is a tricky question because I think it is situational. I think I am a very much experienced person, so I do like dining in. Like yeah. I enjoy the experience of eating. I mean, just not having to worry about preparing the meal. I know you don't technically have to worry about it when you're taking out, but it's just nice to be served and things like that. And when you no cleanup, no nothing, you just kind of eat, enjoy the meal, like pay and leave, and then you can just go home. But takeout, definitely, when you're in a crunch, it's just easier. And you don't want to make food at home. Yeah. So, I, Well said. Well, well, thank you. True. I, mean, I try like, my best, Tyler. <laughs> oh, 
So we have this one, a very controversial question right here. So this is double dippers. What do we think about double dippers? What is our perspective on them? Huh? I would 100% say I'm a double dipper. Um, when I'm with a group of people or like maybe I don't know, I might not do it. But family, yes, I'm sticking my cheese stick back inside the ranch <laughs> for another bite. I will flip it around and mm-hmm. to the side that's not bad. Just uh, help it out a little but bit. But after that. Yeah. After that, you just. It's all in. Maybe I roll it in the side a little bit. So it doesn't have to be the side I bid on. But definitely a double dipper, 100%. Nice. Yeah. No double dipping for me. What? I wouldn't say. I'd, Tyler. I just. How could you? I, I'm so used so to. You, like, I'm so used to like. You, you dip whatever you have to dip. And you eat whatever. You know, you eat it all. Mm-hmm. Or you flip it. Like you do, Gabe. Okay. You flip it, and then at that point, you have to finish it. Oh. But it's so it's, you know, I'm trying to think of something that would take more than three bites that you're dipping. Like, you know, think so. of a little Caesar's crazy bread. It's mm-hmm. like at well, least about a foot long. Mm-hmm. And so right. you have to double dip that a couple of times. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, Tyler, Whoa. I'm interested now. What do you think of like double dippers? Like, Gave like, do you just like? Oh, I can't believe he just dipped his breadstick I mean, in twice. I thought you loved me, Tyler. You, you belong in federal prison <laughs> for double dipping. No, I'm kidding. Um, are you like genuinely disgusted, or you? It like, depends who it is. There's some people who are done. Like they're yeah, done like they eating. I, honestly, honestly, it has nothing to do with being like disgusted uh-huh. because I really don't care. Yeah. It's more of just like preference. No, it's more of like the. You're taking all the sauce. Well, no, just like that's kind of just it's like the idea of it. Like you're not being conscious to double dip because mm. you should assume everybody would have a problem with you double dipping. Mm. So you should make the effort to avoid it. Mm. So, so it's like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah. they didn't make the effort to double dip. That's more annoying than mm-hmm. the double dip itself. Do you think that's more that applies more to like with family or with like friends or people you don't know? Because like I think people like what Gabe said, people that I don't know. Like, I probably won't, but family, I am so double dipping. Like, I, I don't care. I see. I don't care about, mm-hmm. du- I, I really mm-hmm. almost like actually don't care about double dipping. I just won't do it myself. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, yeah, friends, and I would say it's all the same. All people the same I don't thing. know. Yeah. People I do know. I doesn't see. matter. Okay. But I, definitely family, I wouldn't care. Yeah. I just, I don't really okay. care. That makes sense. I am a big double dipper for sure. Uh, I know even growing up, like, my whole family would kind of get mad at me because I would, I have a big family and I would always double dip like every bite, double dipping, dipping, dipping. Oh, they would get pissed at me, but <laughs> I always did it. And like, I want to enjoy every bite of my meal or whatever Facts. I'm eating. And I need to have sauce to be able to do that. Yeah. So, and you yeah. can't, yeah, you yeah, don't want to spend time. Dry. Yeah. You don't want to spend time rotating your yeah. chip to the other side. <laughs> No way. It's way too much time. Yeah, and that's like the experience is like the experience that you get with dipping. Like it's like that's the whole part. Like when you have something chips and sauce, whatever. It's just you have to just dip, and it's like if you don't have enough, you have to go back for seconds. Yeah, I actually feel like if you don't double dip, you waste the sauce because yeah. there's so much left over if you just dip once. Yeah, I'm in there. Mm-hmm. Get it all out. Well, yeah. well, what do you mean? You dip, move to your once you're like you know. I'm thinking of a chip. You dip. Mm-hmm. Like you grab another chip, like the crazy bread. Oh yeah, that's sense. true. Yeah, the crazy bread is a great example. One, well, like the 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 thingy is like at, like big, and so you dip once, like there's a whole jar left. 
Yeah. What if you uh, dip your chip and like you take a bite of the chip, but not the whole chip? You got to dip again. No, that's weird. <laughs> but that's no, why you have don't. to finish. You have to it's finish. It's a chip. The I'm chip so, ain't that big. So, but what if I just want to take the bite off of where the uh, where the dip has saturated the chip? I just wanted to bite that Okay, piece that's off. going too far. No, it's not. You got to do what you got to do to survive in this world. You maybe. put enough on the chip to cover the end. Well, not cover, but it'll suffice the Sometimes entire chip. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes the sauce is not that deep, Gabe, and you have to only, you only get half of the chip covered. And then you have to take it out and you have to If half of the chip is covered, if you bite, it's going to spread to the entire no. chip. You Okay, we're going a little enough. too far with this over <laughs> with it now. All right, good. The chip is broken at that point. I'm sorry. <laughs> Looks like you're going to need to pack some dip in your purse now. Because no. if you want to double dip and, you know, just What bring about your when own. the chip breaks off in the dip? What do you do? You get another chip and scoop yeah, you it out. pick it up. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's okay. different. That's not yep. double dipping. That is kind of double dipping. It's not. You've already it's a got a chip. chip and a dip already in there. Yeah, well, so it's a true. new chip saving the other chip. But so it's still, not double dipping. Yeah, but because you, you, it's technically the action of double dipping. But your first chip, which had your germs on it, yeah. is stuck in it's there. It's in all mixed in and But now, at that point, it was an accident. But it was an accident. Yeah. At that point, I would assume. I mean, you can't get mad at me because my chip broke. It's the chip's fault. The chip needs to be stronger. <laughs> well, no, hey, you need you to gotta, go work gotta, out a little you gotta, bit. You gotta, you gotta be gentle with yeah. the chip. You know, it's not okay. just all on the chip. And, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes. And what if you had like a Dorito chip that you're dipping into bean dip, and oh. now all of your like it's just orange. Yeah, it's just like, and it's all your chip that's all in there. That's not double dip. That doesn't uh, count. You, you're making the dip a mess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, moving on to part three, Beyond the Surface. We're each going to ask each other a deeper question related to food, and we're each going to give a response. I'll start with my question, which is, how has food impacted you in a negative way? Gabe, I guess we'll start with you. I would say that it's impacted me in a negative way by the ability to eat so much in anything, Um, not knowing what's all in food and unhealthy additives and a lot of the food that you have easy access to. So the unhealthiness has impacted me in a negative way. Yeah, that's a really good response. Uh, I kind of agree with you. Like, I believe food impacted me in a negative way by just not having the education to address it properly. And then I think there's also plays a role in emotional eating. So that's a big thing. And I think sometimes we can use uh, food as like almost a scapegoat and we can use it to kind of um, try to solve our problems and it can we can end up building a negative relationship with it. And I think for myself, I think sometimes that can play a role in it for me uh, having that relationship and it being not so positive with food. So, yeah. Well, this is a bad question to go last on because I agree with both of you. Mm-hmm wholeheartedly i mean when you eat when you're you know people get hungry when they're thirsty when they're just thirsty mm-hmm. you build this unhealthy relationship with food and you eat to make you happy instead of you know to really just keep you alive and give you energy so it just mm-hmm. leads to overeating and it doesn't just make you unhealthy physically but mentally and yeah. and then there's like uh, so much information regarding food that i think it also confuses people um, on what's good and bad. Like, think about things like one day coffee's good, one day coffee's bad. Like, oh, that's yeah. really confusing. And then you can start to build, like, negativity around certain, like, things because of, based off confusion. Like, oh, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't. And I think that stress and anxiety doesn't help, you know, our relationship with food. 
Yeah. Okay, I'll go next with my question. And my question is, based on the food you ate in your childhood, how do you think or feel that has impacted your health now? Selena? Ooh, I like this question a lot because as you guys probably know and have heard me talk about in the past, like I don't eat how I ate when I was a kid. So I think also when you come from, I think, more of a below-the-poverty setting as a child, food isn't really the priority as far as like it being nutritious and it being good for you. It's just like whatever's cheap. And whatever was cheap was like TV dinners, things like that, um, really quick food that you can heat up. So when I think about how I ate in the, in the past or as a kid versus now, it's so much different. And I think that almost prov- provided like motivation to want to eat more healthy. I know there's a lot of food that I also eat now that I never even ate as a kid, like certain fruits and vegetables, never even ate, didn't even know about them. Um, and I think that goes into the education part. And so I think I look at it as uh, motivation uh, to continue my journey through health and to make sure I'm eating more consciously. Yeah, the food I ate when I was a kid, the way it's impacted my diet and life now. Yeah, I would say it was like a big impact. Like I remember as a kid growing up, you know, my parents would let me drink stuff like bug juice and stuff. Um, My parents were great, by the way. They just (laughs) gave in to our kicking and screaming. But, you know, you have like the bug juice and all that Gatorade stuff that's really parents are thinking like, oh, this has got to be better than pop or energy drinks. Mm -hmm. And... um, yeah, I had that stuff as a kid, and it's something that I feel like I still like. Like, I feel like it's one of the big reasons why I drink pop today. You know, mm-hmm. have a weird relationship with it, and I just have a sweet tooth, and it's carried into my adulthood. And I feel like it has to be because of uh, my childhood and how I ate, and yeah. Okay, uh, mine. I would say the food that I ate in my childhood. I would have to. I was going to play on what Selena said as well, like poverty-wise. Like food isn't the biggest thing that you think of, and it's just McDonald's, Wendy's, KFC, like the quickest thing you can get and the cheapest thing that you can get so you can feed the entire family, and that always isn't the healthiest. And when becoming pescatarian and like having to navigate to find food and then understanding like what's actually in the food, It kind of helped me to see that like maybe the stuff that I was eating before wasn't that good or healthy and it was just like fat. And then also like if you aren't that much as a playful kid, then it can impact you very much because then you uh, obesity, which is a very big thing in the black community and high cholesterol and things like that. So I think it has had a huge impact on my health and the ability to learn on what's better for me now. That's awesome. Yeah, I think education plays a huge part in food um, and every aspect of life, but it's really big. That's great. Um, I'm going to go into my question, which is the very last one. Um, And my question would, it's going to be, how would you describe your relationship with food in one word? And we'll pose this to Tyler. I couldn't really come up with a good word, so I picked lust. (laughs) And I guess if it's one word, because lust is like, I'm... Oh, no, no, I, I, I want you to describe, please. I need you to. Uh, I'm always because I feel like food. I'm always thinking about like, I'm always getting confused with like, because I said lust because like love and lust are two different mm-hmm. things, and I feel like I'm always just 
lusting after food I don't mm-hmm. really need mm-hmm. or yeah. don't even really want. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I always find myself like, I'm like, why am I, I'm not even hungry mm-hmm. and I'm eating this because I'm bored. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's why I picked lust. I don't know. It was a weird way to describe it, but. I'm I always, love it. No. Yeah. yeah. It was so unique. I was not expecting it. That's why I laughed. I'm not, I wasn't laughing. I was like, that was bad. It was just like, whoa, I was not expecting that. It's a really good explanation. No. Yeah. yeah. I would have to say for mine is happiness. Um, the journey and the variety of food that we have and um, just like eating something new and it just tasting so delicious. It, it just makes me happy. And um, just having different things to eat. And so, Happiness is what I find from food. That's a good one. I like that. Food brings me a lot of happiness. <laughs> My one word would be wholesome. I think of the oneness of food and culture and the experience. And I think it's funny how you can become connected with the people that you're with and you're eating food with. And it's, you don't even have to be talking. You just are eating food, enjoying it. And everybody's like, mm, this is good. Yeah. Like, that's it. So definitely yeah, wholesome for sure. Definitely. Um, if if you all want to say in the comments below and answer the questions as well. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'd love to hear your perspectives. I hate my answer now. Because <laughs> food, I love food because when you share it with people and you bond with them and just breaking bread with people is the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still like my answer, I guess. It's, your answer was great. Like mm-hmm. literally it was so un unexpected that I was just like, wait, wait, he has to explain. Like, I needed you to explain, like, lust. Like, I'm like, he has to explain this. You can't say one word. Like, even though you're like, one word. Yeah, yeah. we were saying one word, but then, <laughs> hey, put a paragraph behind it. Yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> hey, everyone. Tyler and myself are still here. A special someone has a birthday this month, and we wanted to surprise them. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Selena. Selena. If everyone can go ahead and leave a happy birthday in the comments or leave something nice. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in and come back for more experiences. Subscribe, share, and comment below. And Price Pritchett said it best. If you must doubt something, doubt your limits.